This message is an episode from Protos Camp. Protos Camp is an annual camp meeting organized by KMC, the Healthy Church, for church workers, leaders, and pastors. We hope this episode equips you with knowledge and power to make you effective and fruitful in the Lord's vineyard. Be blessed. Yes, Okay, Hallelujah. All right, so let's take a seat. Thank you. I just want to welcome you back to tonight's session. We have pastoral meeting right after this session, so um, we have to compress a lot of things. And, uh, we don't even know when we are going to close. Hallelujah. So we we have traveled through, and then uh, we started talking about how to discover we know that the call of god upon our lives can only be discovered is that not it hello uh, look at somebody's face and tell the person that man standing there doesn't like sleep you know tell him <laughs> Please, t- tell him tell him over here. <laughs> i'm not your bed don't come and sleep on me i beg amen we are we all came for campo we all came for camp. What do you think? We all came for camp. So if I'm not asleep, don't sleep. Yeah. Raymond, if I if you stop playing, you sleep. So you keep playing. If I'm if I'm preaching for four hours, you 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 also play play for four hours. I realize I, I preached this morning for four and a half hours. Non-stop. By the grace of God. I thought I did two hours, but I was told it was four and a half. So it's good for you. And even that one, we did only one point. Now we are going to do how many points? We are going to do at least nine points. <laughs> Close tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. All right. But were you blessed? 
Yes. Now you understand. You see, one of the greatest error. Let me start it this way. One of the greatest error, okay, or deception. No, let me talk about deception first. Error that can occur, okay, with you, is when you begin to, when your your career begins to put a demand on your calling. Now, many people are not ready to serve their call because of the height and the deceptive prestigeness of their their career. Hello? Do you understand it? Do you understand? Did you understand? Many people are not able to pursue their call, the call of God upon their life, because of the deceptive prestigeness or prestigiousness of their career. It is very easy for a, a capital to say that I'm a pastor than the manager of Bank of Ghana to say that I'm a pastor. True or false? Very easy. It's, a, it's very easy for uh, a Zoom Lion person to say that a Zoom Lion Libra, okay, to say that oh, Lord, here I am. Send me, send me. You understand what I'm going to say? Than for uh, somebody work, working at tour to say that I'm a pastor. Lord, please, here I am. Same. He will tell you that he wants to at least do uh, maybe 20 years so that he can have good snits. You understand what I'm trying to say? He will tell you. He will have many reasons why. So, there, there is a point where your career can place a strong demand on your calling and if you're not careful you cannot fulfill it but beloved we were not created for career we were created for the call of god do you understand what i'm trying to say your existence is so purely because of what the call of god upon your life you were so blessed if sincerely you've been able to take a decision to pursue your call it's a great blessing because it is not everybody that can be able that i'm telling you many people have tried and they couldn't even the bible talks about it let me let me quote some scriptures to you you'll be very surprised the bible talks about it let's look at uh jesus was the one that was talking about about this thing let me just find Let's look at Matthew 7, the verse number 13. And then we'll, we'll go to 14. Or, bet, or better still, let's go to Luke 13, 23 and 24. I think that one will be more powerful for you to see that. Many people have tried and couldn't. Many people have tried. They've tried to fulfill the call of God, but they couldn't. They have tried. Regina said that when he got to the Mount of God, at certain plateau, when he got there, he saw weapons. He saw he saw people have abandoned their gates and their weapons there. And then he asked the angel, What is this? And the angel said that the angel of wisdom told him that this is a sign that some people have been here. Some people have been here before. That means that where you are, what you are doing, somebody has done it before. He said, So why are these things here? He said, They didn't listen to me, wisdom. They should have carried their weapon with them. And because they left their gifts and their weapons here, they have fallen down the hill. And Regina says, so what should I do? Then, actually, Regina took his weapon. He took his sword. 
So whilst he was climbing, he slipped. And whilst he slipped, there was nothing he could do. So wisdom instructed him. And he pierced his sword to the ground and held on to it. And then he heard the voice of the angel of wisdom. He said, this is wisdom. This is why you shouldn't have left your gift. Because at a certain point in ministry, when you get there, you need to prophesy for people to be, believe in you. At a certain point, you need to do something. You need to break five loaves of bread into two fishes so that 4,000 more will be added to the 5,000. At a certain point, you need so that's why he said that the gifts and the calling. So, wherever your call is, your gift must be in action. Your gift must be in action. Yeah, your gift must be in action. That's why I said, Pastor, or something, you must you must know the gift of God that is at work in you and enhance it. We have a lot of talkative pastors, a lot. Enhance it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you getting blessed already? So look at what the scripture says. Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? Are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, look at the verse 24. Strive, oh, strive. Do your best. Strive to enter. Read it. Continue. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not the one that said it. Jesus himself said it. He said many will seek to enter, but they will try and they can't. They can't. Because some of them will be, will be, will be grabbed by the love of money. The deception of riches. Some of them will be grabbed by selfishness. And they can't move on. A young man came to Jesus and told Jesus. He said, Jesus, I have obeyed everything. What, whatever Moses said, I have obeyed it. Can you tell me what is left for me to obey? Why would, why would a guy come to Jesus? If truly, truly, you have fulfilled all the law. Why would you come to Jesus? It means that there was a certain incompletion inside. There was a certain vacuum and a hunger. A certain dissatisfaction. That made him come to, come to Jesus to come and find out what he can do to satisfy that hunger within. And Jesus said that, go and sell all that you have. That means that, go, <laughs> go and sell all that you have and come and do what? Follow me. And when the guy went, he couldn't come back again. And Jesus said that, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to make it to heaven. It is more easier. It is more easy. You see when you talk about being rich person, it's not about just being rich with money and all those things. Some of you, your richness is your friends. The certain friends around you are the reason why you cannot obey the call of God upon your life. And I'm going to prove to you the reason why you cannot obey the call of God upon your life is purely your association. Your association. Jesus told a young man, he said, come and follow me. He said, let me go and say bye-bye to my wife. Jesus said, you are not fit. Go back. Association. That's the reason. If any man desires to come after me, let him hate his mother, father, brother. Eh, what are you bringing? We hate your wife. He didn't end there. He said, yourself. 
we'll get into that when we begin to talk about how to excel in your callings we'll get into that hallelujah matters of calling is so sensitive because it is the it is actually the the totality or the proof of your life is actually the definition of your life so sensitive because beloved what will become of you in eternal times is actually totally dependent on the, how you execute the call of God upon your life. Totally dependent. Fortunately, in eternal times, there is no time. And how we are going to live there, the quality of life we are going to live there is dependent on the, the, the time we have here on earth and how we put it into use. And this is why you have to be very serious. Some of you, the richness, your richness, your, your riches is actually with your mobile phone. Can you imagine? It's not money. Your mobile phone is not allowing you. It's not allowing you. Your, the number of times you hold your phone, if we strike a ratio with the number of times you hold your Bible, you will be surprised that <laughs> it is even, the, the twinkle of an eye is even bigger done it your eyes looks like a chinese woman amen it's not allowing you you don't remember any single memory verse today i mean the, the whole of the week the only memory that kept the verse for you was your status when you read it you just went to put it there you didn't put it here it's not here let the word of God dwell in you richly, not upon your phone. Not upon your phone. No tree survives without a root. And no root is shown to the sun. Every root is in the soil. Your secret dealings is what proves your public victories. So the Bible says strive. The word strive is kind of it's an action word. Strive to enter. Strive to fulfill. Strive. Strive to walk through that call upon your life. Strive to find the call of God upon your life. Strive. How beautiful. You see, a church is not matured if we don't see the gifts of God in display without any contention and disorder the more a church gets matured the more litigation and uh, bitterness unforgiveness and whatever begins to vanish with time the more we grow the more we grow the more this is begins to vanish at a time because when it comes to spiritual growth one of the dimension that the holy spirit inspects is understanding he said in understanding be men be men in understanding so it will be difficult for me to feel embittered with you if I'm so matured in the Christian life or in my spiritual work you will understand me so well I will understand you I mean we won't even get there 
Are you here? The determining factors of spiritual growth, understanding is one, and love is another. Love is another. <laughs> Maybe that will be a message for another time. But at least I'll give you two and maybe I can add a third one faith. Hallelujah. It is very easy for you to be behind the wall. I'm telling you the truth. And baby, look, Satan wants you to miss it. Now, one of the excellent ways that the devil is able to win his battle against the church is when he uses the church against the church. That's the most effective way. I'm telling you, how are you going to cast out a brother who is disturbing you in the name of Jesus? No, it doesn't work. In the name of Jesus, you will cast out a devil. But how will you cast out a Christian who is disturbing you? So he is more effective. It was easier for the enemies of the, I mean, for the Philistines to kill themselves when God set an ambush. It was more easier. That work was done in a day. Before they realized the last person was running away. It was easier. And Satan always want to use that strategy to finish the church. And that is why we have to grow. That is why you have to identify your calling. Beloved, there, there are certain deaths, distraction, that happened in the church, in the body of Christ, that should not have happened if only you had grown. Because according to the mandate and the purpose of God, you are supposed to carry the gift of healing. And when I was sick, I needed you to have been matured to be there. But because you are not matured, I died. So many people are going through many things which they are not supposed to go through. The church, the Bible says that and when they have killed was it James, it pleased the people. They caught Peter. Now the church grew. They grew in understanding. They came together and started praying. And now Peter was set free. So if the church had not, they would have lost Peter just as they lost James. So there are certain loss that the church suffer. It is purely on the basis of our immaturity. Purely on the basis of our maturity. We have to grow. And one of the obstructions that comes our way, it is the deception of what? Riches. The deception of riches. The deception of riches. The enemy has made it look like, when we talk, when we talk about calling, you see, the enemy makes it look like it is uh, 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 some evil thing. Something that is not so decent. Where was he going? Here. Knock him, let him wake up and stop that thing. Amen. You're going to be here. <laughs> it's a matter <laughs> When I look up body school and I just sorry, I won't wear sequins so so coffee. No, the best one in the bed is because they do ask it. Amen. Look at somebody and said, Wake up. 
No, shake the person. Come on, come on, speak it. Tell the person, wake up. Tell the person, I need you to be matured for me to be safe. Tell the person, discover your calling. It is relevant for my survival. Yeah. How beautiful the church will look. How beautiful the body of Christ will look if we are that grown. That we know that somebody is so excellent in the word of knowledge. This one is excellent in the word of wisdom. This one is excellent in prophecy. This one is excellent in the working of miracles. This one is excellent in the, the gift of faith. This one, how beautiful! There will not be lack among us. The Bible says, and the church lacked nothing. It said, none of them lack anything, any good thing. None of them. None of them lack any good thing. Can you imagine? Why? Because the apostolic church was on fire, displaying the giftings and the, the maturity in the spirit. They can be going for prayer meeting, no crusade. Today we can do a whole crusade and spend two billion and only one headache could be healed. This one they were going for prayer meeting, no crusade. They just met a cripple. He said, What silver and gold have I not? They don't have two billion. He said, In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And that was enough. That was enough. Beloved, can I can, can I communicate something important to you? Yeah. Now you see when we try, when we when it, when it comes to calling, we travel in dimension. God may call you as a prophet, but He will not start you as a prophet. Now your steps are are made in the realm of the spirit towards the excellency of your call, based on the level of faithfulness and diligence you commit to your calling. So at any point in time you show any sign of unfaithfulness, growth stops. Growth cuts. At any point in time. So scripture says that according to Hebrews chapter 12, it says lay aside every weight and sin that easily besets thee, that you will be able to run the race that is set before you. There is a race set before you. There is a race set before you. And that race with the weight and the sin, it will besiege you. It will trap you. It will keep you. It will cause you to fall down. You might not even finish. Paul said, I have run the race. I have fought the fight. He had finished his race. If Paul was able to finish his race, that means that if there's a finishing, that means that there are people who may not be able to finish. And he advised. Now listen. Paul advised and said that run that you may obtain. Now, it is easy to run, endure, and finish. But don't just finish. Obtain at the finishing line. Obtain. Get a reward. Get something out of it. Don't just be happy about the fact that you are a prophet I'm, a, I'm in charge of the hospitality I'm the one doing this and the Lord has anointed me to go to the children and be, be a blessing to children the Lord has anointed me to be going to villages the Lord has anointed me I'm called for that I'm called for women ministry I'm called for this I'm a married counselor I'm so so and so I'm so don't just be happy about the name that is upon you run that you may obtain run that you may obtain and Daniel purpose in his heart to be distinguished and it was so. And it was said, the testimony was said about Daniel. He said, in this province, there is none like this young man. He said, the spirit upon him is like the spirit of the gods. 
Why? He purposed in his heart to be distinguished. He purposed in his heart to be distinguished. Beloved, it is in our capacity to make a move. It's in our capacity. It's in our power. And God becomes so proud of us when we commit ourselves to the excellency of the call of God upon our lives. Heaven rejoices. Because the better you become, the glory, the more the glory goes to God. The better you become. Are we here? I knew 2023. I knew 2023 is ahead of us. Now listen to me very careful. I don't know why I'm going to say this. But it's just dawning in my spirit. The hardship in 2023 is going to be more than 2022. No. The saints need not to fear. It's for strategic reasons and it's for wealth transfer. Nations which are shut to the gospel will open to the gospel. Because they will realize that to keep on shutting their doors, economic reasons will cause them. They will open. And in order to receive economic aid, they will be receiving the gospel alongside. I still hear the voice of the spirit speaking to me. He said the times of the world is given to the church. The church will be aware. We will be fully aware. You see, the knowledge of how things are going to be is going to be so clear to the church. The body of Christ will be fully aware. We will know what is about to happen. We will know. And before it happens, we will tell you. The Bible, the Bible says that they shall guide you into all truth. And before it happens, you will know. Before it happens, you will know. The most invincible force on earth is the church. The most invincible force on earth is the church. Do you know what the church has gone through? We have gone through a lot, yet we have survived. The more pain you cause the church, the more gain you give the church. The church multiplies better in tribulation, in torture, in persecution. Anytime there's persecution on the church, the gospel spreads. And many give their life to Christ. As I'm talking to you right now, the rate of I mean, conversion in Asia Hallelujah. Many wild things are going to happen. Hallelujah. And that is why the book of Matthew 20, the verse number 16, advises us. He says that we have to be very careful because if you're not careful, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. He says, so the last shall be first and the first shall be, the first shall be last. For many be called, but few are chosen. Many be called, but few are chosen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look at how we have gathered here. 
just look at how we have gathered here beloved what distinguishes us and said will, will separate us is the commitment we give to our calling it is not enough to be born again it is not enough to be born again is a starting point of your success and you see this christian work thing it's not about just someday going to church and all those things so no <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Lord will help us all. So, this morning we, we understood that you have to engage diligently the general call of God to bring you to the place where now you begin to enter into the unique call of God upon your life. We understood that everybody is called to pray. Everybody is called. Now, there are four things that you must look at to be able to capture the general call of God. Thank you, Lord. Every believer <laughs> I don't know whether to talk about that. Okay, let's start from this way. Hmm. Let's read the scripture from Matthew 4 18. I want to show you something. <clears throat> Do you know that it is the call of God upon our life that gives us opportunity to fellowship with God? Without the call of God, come cross it a general so if you are here, it means God himself called you. And that is why you are here. That is why some people are not here. There are some people, they were called, but they didn't mind. They didn't mind. There, there are some people I even paid for, they are not here. Okay. I'm telling you the truth. As much as I'm so concerned about you and your stability in the faith, I'm so concerned about myself also. I'm so concerned about myself. And Jesus walking by the, the sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net. Casting a net into the sea for they were fishes of what? Men, I'm, I said I want to try and speak shortly. I don't know whether where I'm going to pass. It will help. <laughs> Should we pass there? Okay, you couldn't talk about it. Since we have opened it, let's keep reading it. Verse 19. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I'll make you all fishes of men. That's a general calling. 
the general calling, there is a call upon our life to forsake, to seek, forsake, to seek, to follow, and to fish. <laughs> he said unto them, follow me, I will make you fishers of what? Of men. The next verse. Every believer has to be a soul winner. Every believer must learn to deny himself. Every, every believer must learn to follow the Lord. Every believer must learn to be a seeker. Must learn to do soul winning. Must learn to preach the gospel. These are general call upon our lives. And how we will become effective in these areas will determine how we will be able to break into our unique calling. Yes. And they straightway left their net and followed him. Now, these people were in their career, their vocation, and Jesus visited them and told them, I need you. You need to come into your calling. <laughs> you need to come into your calling. The Bible said they left the net and straightway. And Jesus told them, I said, I'll make you fishers of men. The first group of people Jesus called. Now, this is a pictorial, uh, apostolic pictorial, I mean, uh, description of what Jesus was trying to do. The first group of people Jesus called were fishermen. When he got there, they were fishing. Now, listen to me very careful. When he got there, they were fishing. The next verse 21, he says that, and going on from them, he saw other two brethren. The first two were fishing. The second two were James the son of Zebedee and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. The first group of people were fishers of men. These were the soul winners. The second group of people were the net menders. These were the disciple makers. People that would work to make sure there is no escape of the fish. So they mended the net, baby atibiano, a sorry baby and ye biano, to baby and ye biano, a bema a cra a chetino, or musiano crying. And this a general call upon every believer. You must be a fisher of men and must be a net mender. You must be a net mender. Your life must not be the reason why somebody is not in the church. And if you see somebody's life being the reason why some people are leaving the church, you should approach them. You should help them. You should help them to be able to mend that side of the net so that they will not leave. We have a duty. We have the call to make it work. Hallelujah. When a brother is getting lost, and we said, yeah, share brain. Why? Because Jesus said something. He said, Who among you having hundred sheep that one gets lost, he will not leave the 99? Why did Jesus say that? He said that for us to know how sensitive he is towards a single lost soul. That he's ready to forsake the 99 who are obedient. And when he leaves them, they will still remain where they are. And he will go and look for that one person that is gone. Don't we have a church that sucks the, 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 that sucks want to suck the 99 and keep the one? Many are called. Many are called. 
let me go straight to my list before I begin to carry you somewhere else. So we understood that um, we have to engage. Yes, that is settled already. Now, when you read First Samuel, I want to show you just a little on what we did in the morning. I want to show you when you read First Samuel chapter two, the verse number eighteen, and then we jump to twenty-six, and then thirty-five, and blah blah blah, and then there we continue from there. First Samuel chapter two, the verse number eighteen, he said, "But Samuel ministered before the Lord." Now watch it. Samuel was a lot a, a young boy. Samuel ministered before the Lord. He said, being a child, gathered with a lame effort. Let me read from the ESV. He said, Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy clothed with a lame effort. A boy clothed with a lame. So when Samuel was sent into the house of God, when, before Samuel could step into his calling as a prophet, he was a minister in the house of God. Who are you? He was a minister in the house of God. The Bible said that he ministered. Samuel was ministering before the Lord. A boy clothed with what? Lillian. Amazing. Verse number 26. He <laughs> said, now the boy Samuel continued to grow. <laughs> Both in stature and in favor with the Lord. And also with men. Now God saw that Charlie, the guys do well. And God was happy about Samuel. God was getting excited about Samuel. God was getting excited about Samuel. He saw his faithfulness. He saw his commitment. He saw the number of souls he was winning. He saw Nukreno Kano. He saw that the guy was praying. The guy was studying the world. The guy was growing. Somewhere was growing. Yet he was the boy. Yet he was the boy. If you are sleeping, wake up. Verse 35. <laughs> now God came in and said, I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. And I will build my, him a sure house and he shall go in and out before my anointed forever. Now God is speaking. God is now looking for somebody to occupy the priesthood position because Eli had disappointed God. Eli and his household had disappointed God. Do you know something? I was reading the Bible and I was like, ah, but God said that when he gives his word, he does not go contrary to it. God told that father of Eli that Ufie me master from powder. But for the lifestyle of Eli and his children, God came back and said, Me, Master Margin. Eli was sitting on the chair and he fell down and broke his neck and died. Just like that. Beloved, the matters of calling is so sensitive. We don't take it for granted. How many of us spend time every day to pray about the call of God upon our life? How many of us? 
the last time you went to Atria or you went somewhere, you went to pray, Lord, let the prophetic mantle come upon me. What have you done daily or what do you do daily, regularly to sustain that edge? <laughs> Chapter 3. We are going to read from 1 to 21. They are going to read the whole chapter, chapter 3. Now the young man, now he's not a boy. He's grown. Now the young man, Samuel, was ministering to the Lord under Eli. Now he was under mentorship. There was mentorship. Under Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent word vision. Bring this one in King James. Let's <laughs> see it. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. The next verse. Let's move on. We are reading the whole chapter. Let's move on. Verse 2. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to was dim that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel laid down to sleep. You know, they already God had told them that the lamp in that temple, I mean, must not go out. You must always go and fuel it so that it will always be what burned. But because the eyes, the eyes of the prophet was dimming, the lamp was going out. When the devil wants to attack you, he first attacks your vision. Your vision. When the devil grabbed Samuel. I mean, something he plugged off his eyes, and something could not see well. The devil would let you not even know that what you are doing is wrong, and you continue daring. And you come to a certain point that the thing that you used to do that you were so sensitive, hey, what I'm doing is not right, oh Lord, forgive me. Now you even do it and forget to pray about forgiveness. He doesn't, you don't even care. You are becoming blind, and the lamp of God will be going out in your life, and you don't know. He said, except you repent, otherwise I'm coming in to remove the candle. I will take it off from its place. That's what he said in the book of Revelation chapter 2. And Samuel was laid down to sleep. So Samuel continued. The lamp was going out. The word was precious. There was absence of the word. There was no vision any longer. No prophet comes out to say that the Lord says, I see nobody. And Samuel was still lying in the temple. And one of that, early in the mother bedroom, that's someone that saw them. Don't swim at me. Oh, saw them more. It may assure say Kakrana Kana Numiyanukran. Me sure say some way baby. Let's see what happened. The next verse. That the Lord called Samuel. Now the call of God came upon Samuel. He had ministered as a boy in a little. He had ministered and been faithful, serving, operating in the general council, the general call of God. Now at this point, the Lord called Samuel and he answered, Here am I. The next verse says, and he ran unto Eli and said, here am I, for thou called me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Why did someone go to Eli? He went to Eli because at that time, the voice or the word of God was scarce. So Samuel didn't know the voice of God. All he knew was the voice of Eli. All he knew. And the Lord called yet again. May the Lord's voice come back to you again. The last voice you missed. 
let that voice return back to you again and may you not mistaken it for any other voice in the mighty name of jesus christ beloved it is more important to hear god clearly one day i was praying not too long i said god whatever you spoke last that i have forgotten i beg you please remind me speak again because he will not say the next until you have fulfilled the last samuel and samuel arose and went to eli and said here i am for thou did call me and he answered i called not my son lie down again then you come and tell me there's no spiritual son in the spiritual father and spiritual son in the bible here you are now someone did not yet know the lord why i told you he didn't know the, he does, the word know the lord doesn't mean that he doesn't know the lord at all he means that there was no intimate relationship he doesn't know the voice of god he had not been taught because the word of god was scarce the word of god was scarce neither was the word of the lord yet revealed unto him i told you the next verse said and the lord called samuel again the third time and he arose and went to Eli and said here am i for thou didn't call me and Eli perceived by experience this is an experienced man of god that is why you need mentors we will get there to help you to discover the call of god upon your life you need a prophetic voice to help you to discover the call of god upon your life some of you there are certain dreams and visions that are coming upon you and you need somebody to let you know this is the call don't joke with it but because you don't have any experienced voice because you don't have any experienced voice because you don't have any experienced voice that is why you are still where you are that's why you are still where you are he said and he perceived that the lord had called the child why is he you see the child it's because he wants to portray the place of what immaturity in his life he had not come to the place where he could understand spiritual things so well the next verse says that therefore eli said unto samuel go lie down and it shall be if he called thee that thou shalt say speak lord for thy servant hear it so samuel went and lay down in his place now what's something that happened here and the lord came and stood this time he came why because he saw that the boy has come of age through mentorship he said i will not speak to you i will not speak to you in the language you do not understand that's what the bible said through mentorship the guy has been updated and come of age so now he didn't speak from afar god himself walked in and stood and called us at other times samuel samuel then samuel answered speak for thy servant heareth then let's look at what happened and the lord said unto samuel behold i will do a thing in the israel why didn't god say this thing earlier he didn't say this because he didn't first understand the call upon his life until you understand the call the details of it will not be made known you must know what god is saying you must know what god is saying you must hear and understand you must know the call and then he now begins to speak about the other things that you have to know you now begin to speak about the other things you have to know i will do a thing in israel at which both the ears of everyone that hear it it shall tinkle tingle let's move on in that day i will perform against eli or all things which i have spoken concerning his house when i begin i will also make an end 
for I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he does. He knoweth because his sons made themselves veil and he restrained them not. Some, <laughs> hey, he said, and therefore I have sworn unto the house of Eli that iniquity of his of Eli's house shall not be pegged with sacrifice nor offering forever. Hey, these are serious things. And Samuel lay until the morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel feared to show Eli the vision. Because this is, these are things that you cannot just communicate anyhow. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, I'm an experienced prophet. I know you have heard. My son. And he answered, here I am. Then he said, the next verse. And he said, what is the thing that the Lord had said unto thee? I pray thee hide it not from me god do so to thee and more also if thou hid anything from me of all the things that he has said unto me was he a seven you make a chair also one country me a minya the chance i'm dear also and someone told him every week and hid nothing from him now listen to it. Look, look, look at what happened look at what god was waiting for someone to do this Hid nothing from him, and he said, It is the Lord. Let him do, let him do what seemeth good to him. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him. Now God was pleased of the boldness the boy exhibited. This time, when he came to stand, this time he stayed with him. He stayed with him. Some God was with him. And the Lord was with him and did let none of his words fall to the ground. Verse number 20. And all Israel from Dan, even to Bathsheba, knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. That's another thing that you will see. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Many are called. Number two thing that you have to do. Or number two way to know the call of God upon your life is through spectacular revelations. Spectacular revelations. Spectacular revelations. Now, when you look at the life of Moses, you realize that Moses had a spectacular encounter. He saw a burning bush. (laughs) Saw a burning bush. That was a spectacular revelation. Someone had a visitation in the temple. Some of you can be through a dream. Like I said earlier on. A dream that God spoke to you. It can be through a vision. Some of you can be through a visitation. Some of us we picked it by an inner witness. We knew we, we knew so well. We were so aware that no, we are called. Then yeah, we were running away. Like Jonah, we we're running away. Some of you can have visions and you can see yourself preaching to crowds of people. Some of you had a vision. You were you were actually driving a bus, riding horses. And these are all prophetic dreams. 
<laughs> you don't take that for granted. The reason why it looks as though God has not called you is because you have not had the interpretation to it and therefore the Lord has not spoken because you don't understand the first vision. Until someone understood the first vision, the next voice didn't come. Pastor had a dream and I was traveling with you. Let me tell you one of the vision I had. Before this commission started, I had a vision I was taking a walk with my father in the Lord. And whilst we're going, so there are certain things that happens to church. I mean, this commission, I knew they will happen. Once we're going, there was supposed to be a highway to where we're supposed to go. And it was like there's a city we are supposed to reach. And there's supposed to be a highway. But the highway, you have to go and pass somewhere before you get there. And there is an appear way, that, like a road like this, an appear way goes, that goes through uh, what do you call it? A bush. And me, I told them that, as for me, I will go through the bush to reach the city. I won't go and pass somewhere. And it was like, well, if we try to go and pass that place, the night will catch us on the way. And whilst we're going, so myself, my wife, my father and the Lord, and the wife, the four of us, whilst we were going, I saw a big tipper truck coming. And when the tipper truck was coming, it was like, where we are passing, it is the same place the tipper truck is passing. And at any one way, it is either the tipper truck will follow us, or we will fall in the bush and it will come and pass. And this tipper truck, the speed with which it was coming, it, I realized this guy will not break. And it came to pass. And the moment the tipper truck came to pass, like that, a set strange storm started. All the trees were moving and all of a sudden the, the whole area started getting dark. And I told myself I am not returning. So they were like, oh, let's return and go. I said, I'm not returning. I must go. I must go. Then one of them started returning. I said, no, me, I'm not going. I'm going for it. The more I was going, the more darker the thing was becoming. I said, Lord, I will go. Because I felt my destiny was just ahead of me and I need not turn back. When I woke up from the dream, I understood what it was. So sometimes when I realize that the commission is going to a certain tough time, I know what it is. We have to go. We have to go. Had a vision. I saw myself in the house of Bishop Oedipo. And when I got there, saw me. Oh, David, you are here. I said, yes, sir. He said, go inside. I said, he told me I should go into his hall. And I will meet a man of God there. He said, Abuya is there. Go and see him. He will tell you what to do. And I went in. And in the vision... <laughs> Bishop Abiyo told me everything about Winners Chapel. Do you know what happened? After the vision, 
one day i was reading a book i got hold of a book and when i was reading it they were telling the story of winner's chapel and i realized that what bishop abiyo told me in the vision is the same thing it was i was it was a it's an, a vision of the night i was asleep it's a dream it was the same thing that was written in the book and that was what propelled our two years of prayer and all these things and all those things he said go and do likewise <laughs> and it was amazing and they left me on a mountain go i'm telling you some of you are here as i'm talking now you are remembering certain visions that you have taken for granted this is why when you be a spiritual person you should have a flash book around you take note of certain things don't let certain things go away that thing you are playing around it is a prophetic vision of your destiny and you, you are just trivializing it you're just trivializing it you're just trivializing it <laughs> a young man came to my office and said that he had he had issues with a lady he said, he said man of god as issues with a, a lady slept with a lady blah 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 many things had happened and she she he loves the lady but he, he he the lady had had broken his heart because he feels he had disappointed him he said he had a vision he came to my office he's not he's not later he came to that oh he wants to submit blah 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 i was looking at him quietly he said you come and submit you people i know your kind now <laughs> and then he was telling the vision he said he had a vision when he had a vision he was riding a car when he was moving the car at that time he had not even been called into ministry but like he realized he like he was riding the car and when he was going he met the lady at the traffic light and when he met the lady at the traffic light he stopped the car and told the lady that they should join he should come and let them go and the lady said that he's not going to join the car if he is going somewhere if he if he wants he should follow him and the girl the lady the guy left the car and came out of the car and went with the lady i said you are finished I said you are finished and i told him i said listen to me brother god has spoken to you god has placed before you this young lady and your ministry that car you saw you see callings are destinies okay your calling is your destiny your career is not your destiny your career is not your future you see in the world your career is your future but in the spirit your your calling is your future so to see that car car is meant to carry you from one destination to your destination so it was prophetically speaking something so to abandon the car means that you are abandoning your destiny for somebody's destiny and i told him i said brother do everything under heaven and earth to make sure that lady don't marry him i'm here do everything that's what i'll tell you it is hard there is no other way to explain this thing i'm telling you go and do it you know him he's your friend i said go and do it he got closer to the lady i went to backslide like two times again and almost got a, they almost get got the lady pregnant not almost get. <laughs> this answer wonders you don't know what this about them amen it was a dream it was a dream my wife had a dream and then we were walking according to her where is she 
Where's my wife? <laughs> She's gone. Come, come and tell us that dream about the rice experience. The rice, the rice experience. The rice farm. The rice farm vision. You have forgotten? Are you sleeping? <laughs> Your eyes look like somebody who wants to sleep. Are you enjoying the session? This is practical. I'm not going to make anything theoretical for you to get this thing. No. I'm going to tell you. Why am I your pastor? I'm your pastor because God has given me your food to serve you. So whatever I have gone through, it's for your good. That's why I don't have a problem sharing my experiences. So tell us about... I know it's, a, it's, it's our personal vision, but we want to communicate it to you and then you see. You look at the vision and look at our life and see if it has, it's not reflecting. Go on. Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, I had a sound, uh, sound, 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 sound. Quick, be descending. Okay, go on. So uh, I, I think by then, Daddy has proposed to me, and I've accepted the proposal. So and still deliberating how uh, things are going to be. Uh-huh. And then I think a uh, few weeks into the relationship, I had a vision. <laughs> so what happened was that the two of us were walking and then we got to a place the place looked very muddy with, it's a rice farm very very muddy so our hands were in our hands like this and then we were we, we have to walk through the muddy so one will be sinking one will lift up one will be sinking and then we saw a nice 4 by 4 Packed on an asphalt road. The name of the car is Cross Country. Yeah. <laughs> Packed on an asphalt road waiting for us. Ahead the mushy area. Yes. Okay. And the only way to reach that, uh, what do you call it, Cross Country car was supposed to, go for us to go through the rice, what? Farm. farm which was very much. In the mushy area. And our hands were in our hands. So, he steps at the place and she's sinking and I had to help her up. And I also go down and I just to help me up. And we were going and our the target was for us to reach. Did we reach? We we're almost there when I woke up. When you woke up, yes. So the dream is continuing. By that time we have reached. <laughs> <laughs> the God that began with us. You carry us. Now I look at this vision and I realize that it is so true and so clear. It is so true. There are times that, look, there are times you can get discouraged. Like, ah, oh God, I'm doing everything. And sometimes, there are times I wake up and my wife will be praying, Lord, Lord, my husband, Lord, my husband, Lord, help me. Times she also wake up and I'm also praying. Three days ago, I was like, God, my wife, Lord, my wife, Lord, my wife. One goes down, one helps her. One goes, we are still working. We will reach the cross country. It's a dream. It's a dream. Spectacular revelation. What have you seen? Can you tell me that you don't have any encounter? Can you tell me that there is no encounter? The last time you were reading your Bible and you were weeping, the last time you were in church and we preached a message and tears were in your eyes, that was an encounter. What were you waiting for? You want a Benny Bush? That was an encounter. You, you see, the problem is that you take those things for granted. Amplify 
your encounters and you see their reality. You take it for granted. It was just a little stone in the hand of David that brought down Goliath, mighty man. Is somebody getting blessed here? The next point, let me cut this encounter thing, this spectacular revelation. So you can know your calling through the spectacular revelation. Do you understand it, somebody? Whatever you see. My mother told me a vision. She was not a pastor by then. She told me a vision where she was beating. She was cooking in the kitchen and a tripod kitchen and she heard a music behind the kitchen and she decided to go and watch it was so nice it was so nice so she went behind the kitchen when she got there according to her says she saw a ladder from the earth to heaven and she saw angels moving up and down on it and was singing she stood there and kept watching and kept watching and she was excited and happy by the time the vision went away it was an open vision the vision went away and went to the kitchen the food was burnt and the mother the mother was the guardian really beat her but she, my mother said something she said Kwame I need you to know what I'm going to and I'm going to be a woman of my because I didn't know what I'm so when it was not popular for women to become men um, i mean women of god and lead churches which were collapsing my mother said i will and today look at her the whole ghana their church is the only church that has built its own temple all others are renting i remember that when she took over the church it was our family and another family which is in the US now. We were just two families. We were in the church. The other family were a mother and a son. And then the rest was us. So when we go to church, you can just imagine. So I was the conga drama. And you can just imagine. And today, look at the number of people in that church. And look at the, the instrumental. Most of them are members and that's where they all started. That today they are making names in Accra. That's where they all started. The obedience to the voice of God concerning your call is what will create somebody's destiny for him. Hallelujah. Number three, prophecy counsels, prophecy and counsels from honorable men of God. Prophecy and what? Counsel from honorable men of God. There are many people here and even outside. Especially during seasons of extra oil. Personally call them out. Prophesy to them. You are going to do this, 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 this. this. And then he started breaking forth. Just like that. For example. First Samuel verse, chapter 9. The verse number 6. First Samuel chapter 9 verse number 6. He said, but he said unto him. Behold. There is a man of God in this city. And he is a man who is held in honor. That is why I'm telling you that from honorable men of God. 
because it is not every man of God that carries the counsels of God. Why am I saying that? The Bible says that God reveals his secret to them that love him and fear him. There are some people that don't fear God. And God is not interested in revealing his secrets unto them. God is not interested. No. If you had resigned your job when you wanted to resign, would it have been so well with you now? He came to me saying, once I said, go back, go and work. It's not time. When it's time, I'll tell you. I wanted to, Daddy. I want to do it. I want to, I want to step out and look at your wife. Is here? Where is she? Where's your wife? Okay. Your husband wanted to resign. Come and thank me for helping you not to resign early. <laughs> yeah. I can understand what your passion was. I can understand how eager you want to step out. But look, I know the counsels of God. And when I read it through this, the, 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 the realm of the spirit, it is not time. No. It is not time. You'd have placed yourself into stress and think that God has not called you. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. God, is that, and he is a man who is held in honor. All that he says comes through. So now let us go there. Perhaps he can tell us the way we should. So, man of God can tell you what to do. Now, let's look at First Samuel, verse nine, two, verse chapter nine, verse one to twenty-seven. It is a very long scripture, very long scripture. Let's look at what happened. It will amaze you. There was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, son of Zaro son of Bekorath, son of Aphia, a, a Benjamite, a man of worth. Roll on. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a handsome young man. There was not a man among the people of Israel more handsome than he. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people. Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. So Kish said to Saul, his son, Take one of the young men with you and arise. Go and look for the donkeys. And he passed through the hill country of Ephraim and passed through the land of Shalisa, but they did not find them. And they passed through the land of Shalim, but they were not there. Then they passed through the land of Benjamin, but they did not find them. When they came to the land of Zaph, Saul said to his servant who was with him, Come. Let us go back, lest my father cease to care about the donkey and become anxious about us. That I be, you know. But he said unto him, Behold, there is a man of God. Somebody said, There's a man of God. There is a man of God in this city, and he is a man who is held in what? Honor. All that he says comes through. So now let us go to the, there. Perhaps he can tell us the way we should go. Then Saul said unto his servant, But if we go, what can we bring? the man for the bread in our sack is gone and there is no present to bring to the man of god what do we have that is a protocol spiritual very necessary protocol when we are visiting an anointed servant of god never go empty-handed never not because he needs your money he doesn't know you are coming when you do that you will invoke the oil upon the servant of god you honor not the man you honor the anointing and whenever an anointing is honored, it honors you. It honors you. 
The servant answered and saw again, Here I have with me a quarter of a shekel of silver, and I will give it to the man of God to tell us our way. Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he said, Come, let us go to the seer. For today's prophet was formerly called a seer. And Saul said to his servant, Well said, Come, let us go. So they went to the, the city where the man of God was. As they went up the hill to the city, they met young women coming up out to draw water and said to them, Is the seer here? And they said, They answered, his, his behold, he is, behold, he is just ahead of you. Hurry! He was just come down to the city because the people have a sacrifice today on the, on the high place. As soon as you enter the city, you will find him before he goes up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat till he comes, since he must bless the sacrifice. Afterward, those who are invited will eat. Now go up, for you will meet him immediately. So they went up to the city. As they were entering the city, they saw someone coming out of the, towards them on his way up to the high place. Now the day before Saul came, the day before Saul came, listen to it. The day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed to Samuel, Tomorrow about this time, I will send to you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him to be the prince over my people, Israel. He shall save my people from the land of the Philistines, for I have seen my people because their cry has come to me. So God visited a prophet and handed over the document of somebody's calling and gave it to him. He said, the person is coming. When he come, tell him. Tell him he's calling. A man went looking for a donkey. He had nothing to do with God, nothing to do with calling, nothing to do with... And it was a setup. God intentionally used his hand to push the donkey out of the house. The donkey got lost. And they were looking for the donkey. I'm sure the other thing I'm going to say about this, you see. So they looked everywhere. They couldn't find the donkey. When he left the house, the father found the donkey. It was a divine setup. May God give you a divine setup. That will bring you to your calling. When Saul saw, when someone saw Saul, the Lord told him, here is the man of whom I spoke to you. He, he it is who shall restrain my people. Then Saul approached Samuel in the gate and said, tell me where is the house of the seer? Samuel answered Saul, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place. For today you shall eat with me. And in the morning I will let you go. And will tell you all that is on your mind. So you see how he set him up. He told him, oh, make him here. As for your donkey that to a satisfaction and come. As for your, your donkey that were lost three days ago, do not set your mind on them again. So the guy's mind was on donkey, not calling. For they have been found. And for whom is all that is desirable in Israel? Is it not for you and for all your father's house? What is your kind? Was it your So answered, Am I not Benjamite from the list of the tribe of Israel? And is not my claim the humblest of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why then have you spoken to me in this way? Then Samuel took Saul his young man and brought them into the hall and gave them a place at the, he didn't answer that question he didn't mind them the head of those who had been invited who were about 30 persons 
So when they got there, it was like the conference room there. The, the high table was empty. When they go there, someone told Saul, go and sit. You and the guy, go and sit at the high table. Hey, you need wise association. It was that servant that brought that wise counsel and put Samuel into his place of his calling. Another area, an association denies somebody his calling before Jesus. Who is your friend? Who is your friend? Then someone took Saul and his young man and brought them into the hall and gave them a place at the head of those who had been invited, who were about 30 persons. Verse 20. And Samuel said to the cook, Bring the portion I gave you of which I said to you, put it aside. Because on his Eba. God will set your table ahead of you. Or for Ansana of Fre, Obedrumunu, Nenyami Woho. Michelle won't come to one can't amen. By the time you get there, God will be there waiting for you. When I was coming to town, I came with a trouser, just a trouser. I had nothing. I had nothing. I had nothing. But when I got to town, God was waiting for me. God was waiting for me. Almost three times every year, I empty my wardrobe. And it always gets full. I, I had nothing. I'm in the season of going to share again. Going to empty again. Because it is packed again. It has to go. I'm not saying that to let you feel whatever. No, no, no. I'm letting you know that he asked the question. He said, when I sent you with that purse, did you lack anything? They said, no, master. No, master. And someone said to the cook, bring the portion. Okay, let's move on to 24. So the cook took up the leg and what was on it and set them before Saul. And someone said, see, what was kept is be- said before you. And that was a prophecy. That was a prophecy. He was prophesying by the food. Was it here? That means that the throne that was kept now is presented to you. Because it was kept for you until the hour appointed that you might eat with the guests. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. And when they came down from the high place into the city, a bed was spread for Saul on the roof and he lay down to sleep. That was a VIP rooftop bedroom have you slept there before <laughs> then at the break of dawn someone called Saul on the roof up and that i may send you on your way Saul arose and both he and samuel went out to the street now you will see why he was doing that as they were going down to the outskirts of the city someone said to Saul, my friend tell your servant to pass on before us and when he has passed on stop here yourself for a while that i may make known to you the word of the lord when it comes to matters of calling it is between you and your god it is not time for the servants to be around when your calling the gestation period of your calling is up beloved it may make you even look antisocial it may make you look even antisocial 
obi onye mututu kabika rofrof hwen hu ye amen the next verse if it is ended yes then someone took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said has not the lord anointed you to be the prince over his people israel and you shall reign over the people of the lord and you shall save them from the hand of their surrounding enemies and this shall be the sign to you that the lord has anointed you to be a prince over his head may the oil of god come upon you tonight i said may the oil of god come upon you tonight by the time you are descending this mountain beloved let your head not lack that oil and may your voice i mean your ears hear that voice you have desired for in the mighty name of jesus christ he said this shall be the sign and he told him the sign that you shall meet a, 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 a group of prophets and when you meet them you begin to prophesy alongside the oil so you need a prophetic voice to confirm the call of god upon your life a prophet's duty is not to create a call for you a prophet sees into the agenda of god and he makes it known so what he sees he tells you this is it this is that this is it touch the keyboard quickly this is it the atmosphere is changing if you can change along you'll fly through it hallelujah so you need a prophetic voice you need a prophetic counsel to tell you no sammy don't go this way no, no, move this direction. It may look ordinary. It may not look normal. It may look like a donkey, just something. But I tell you, it's a divine setup. It's a divine setup. I was working with my wife. We're not married there. I went to visit her in Kofobia. And Archbishop had come to town. And my papa went to receive Archbishop. And when he came, he came with Prophet Gideon. And I took for the first time in my life, I told my, my wife, when we going, I said, Today I'll receive a prophecy. You let's see. I had prayed, I mean, we had prayed in the afternoon not to have a prophecy, but I realized that the season of my breathing was up, and I need to hear the voice of God. I told God, I said, My age, I'm getting late. Lord, I must move fast. I must move fast. There was a season in my life. I was so restless. Almost every afternoon I wake up with tears in my eyes because the Lord will visit me in dreams. One day the Lord visited me and told me, I have called you. He said, Go to your father, Apostle Dixon, Apostle Dixon, and tell him. And that was one of the fearful things I will ever do in my life. To go to Pastor Dixon and tell him that the Lord said, He has called me. I told God, I said, If you are the one, talk to him before I get there. I got there. I wept in my house. It was my, my fiancé that encouraged me. And I called. And I called my papa. I said, I'm coming home. He said, Come. And when I was going, the moment I go home and I open his gate, he said, Oh, David, you are here. The Lord just spoke to me about you, that you are coming. The Lord said, I should tell you, he has called you. Then I broke out in tears. I said, shush, shush, shush. Bra, bra, bra. 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 It was an encounter. It was a prophetic revelation. There is that dimension there. Beloved, let me tell you the truth. It is not everybody that will have that supernatural revelation. It is not everybody. Some of you, it will just be a witness in your spirit. You only know. Some of you may not be a witness. It will just come by something you don't like. You see something which is not right and you say, no, 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 no. 
and you begin to have a burden i'll get there and i'll explain all those things you begin to have a burden the bible said and the people returned from jerusalem and nehemiah asked and cried what has happened to the city the 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 the, 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 the remnant of jerusalem he said the city is in range and the bible said nehemiah started crying and that was when he had a call to go back and go and build the wall a burden play your sleep. Wake up. Let's get serious. Number what? Obedience to mentors, leaders, authorities, and others. The Bible said that, and when the people saw Samuel, they knew that the Lord has raised a prophet by Samuel. Did we read it? So there are people who can see you and see that, Charlie, there is something upon you. There is something about you. They knew. They knew. Now, to be able to discover, you must learn to be obedient to your leaders. You must learn to be obedient to your leaders and mentors. Samuel was obedient to his mentor early. If he had been disobedient, I'm telling you, he would never have had that encounter. Early had a problem with God, of which Samuel saw. He saw the children misbehaving. But that was not his ministry, it wasn't his concern. That's not why you are there. Some of you, the man of God that will prophesy you through, is the man of God you disdained. You spoke evil of in the secret that anointing will never work for you some of you may not hear the voice you are supposed to hear because of your attitude towards a certain oil upon a certain servant of god yes i'm telling you i'm i'm grown five grown down prophet gideon i got born again far before he, he came to meet us we raised him but when i was going into the meeting I respect what is upon him. I respect highly what is upon him. So when I was going to the meeting, I told my wife, I said, I, I, I will have a prophecy. He, I was sitting at the back. He prophesied to everybody. When he was about to close, he walked to me. He came to me. Come, come. Then he, stand, he said, stand here. Archbishop was here. Pastor Dixon was here. In fact, Archbishop was here. Pastor Dixon was here. Prophet Gideon was here. So this seat was empty. At that time, there was contention between me and Pastor Dexter. Whether, I don't want to use the word contention, but there was that kind of back and forth. Whether to go straight into ministry or I should work two years. I should take my time. So he was telling me, that, no, no, that battle was there. That battle was there. But I was so convicted. I was too, so convicted that I'm not supposed to touch anywhere but go straight. Then he told my wife, he said, what do you want your fiancé to do? He said, that you, so that you can take care of my beautiful daughter. I loved in my head. I said, nobody should take care of me. I should take care of my wife. I loved in my head. And he said that, you go away. We'll talk about this another time, maybe Monday or Tuesday. We'll talk about it. And that week, we were supposed to talk about it. The weekend was when Archbishop came to town. And then Prophet Gideon called and said, You are even having an argument with your pastor. I mean, your father in the Lord. 
whether to go or not to go. You are supposed to go. And when you go, the Lord will be with you. Blah, blah, blah. was there. He doesn't know that Pastor Desen is my father in the Lord. He doesn't know anything. So by the time he finished, the following day when I went to the office, Pastor Desen said, who am I to argue with God? Kneel down, let me pray for you. And that was how I was released. I didn't work out. I didn't work out without telling my pastor. I didn't break the church. Come again. So we advised to go and teach. So you have started, you have applied and everything. But that's I was actually going to Mukumasi to go and work. Because there was a school calling me to come and teach them. Teach them. School in Gregu. Yeah, because I didn't say I proved that I should go and teach that one. I was going to do that one for two years before I come. So when the voice of God came, you see, I remember I told the man of God, my father, I said, Daddy, if I go and I fail, I will come back. I will come back to my father's house. When he came to her, I said, Daddy, if I have failed, tell, tell me, I will go back with you. He said, Chawasem. Just go ahead and do what you are doing. You are working. Go ahead. Here I am. Here I am. God has a plan for you. Beloved, I sense in the spirit that time is done for somebody to shift into another realm mistake casting na me person can be bitiro bi no has see me casey see somebody's answer is arriving now magiga shada e babara kwataya katoshete it's about destiny. It's about destiny. It's about destiny. It's about your life. Why would you die without being a, without fulfilling? Beloved, it has a role it plays in your longevity in this life. Your relevance in the hands of God will suggest how long you will grow in on this earth. Your mentors know the way very well. Now, when you take the life of Esther, you can see the, the relationship between Esther and Mordecai. Beloved, without Mordecai, no matter what Esther carried, Esther had the gift to be in the palace, but he wouldn't, she wouldn't have been there. But for Mordecai, Mordecai was the one that moderated Esther's life into his, her calling. <laughs> number five am i right your passion what is your passion what is your passion 
what are you passionate about it is suggestion it is suggesting the area of your calling tell me your passion you love music you love to see people the unriched rich always hear my PA, Pastor Sammy, always talking about the fact that he, you could see someone who has a desire that, oh, he wants to see uh, we load ourselves in a bus and then the, the choristers are in one car and then intercessors are in one bus and we are traveling to a certain village and you could see somebody who has heart for missions. Have you asked the Lord why? be your area your passion <laughs> number six hey experience your experiences <laughs> hey Ben knock him knock him knock him You will sleep at cell meeting. You will sleep at Monday devotion. You are sleeping here. <laughs> what kind of person are you? That's why I've left the camera and we're going to sit down to sleep. Your mess can be your message. Sometimes we go through certain things we go through because God wants us to come up with a message for the world. God may want us to come up for the, I mean, with a message. Your mess may be your message. Your experience. You suffer the things you suffered because the Lord wants to make a ministry out of what you went through. David was able to groom men at the wilderness because Saul chased him to the wilderness. He had the wilderness experience. And when it comes to battle at the wilderness, you dare not try. David will finish you. Because he was experienced. What is your experience? He said, when the bear came, I fought them. When the lion came, I fought them. So who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He will be one of them. He said, he will be one of them. He will end as what? One of them. What are the things that you see? Don't the Bible said all things work together for them that are called. Don't throw your experiences away. One day, a man of God came to me and said, Do you know why I like coming for a story? I said, No. He said, When you're preaching and you are sharing your life stories, he said it charges me. I said, Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I'm a witness. Yeah. Look at something. <laughs> Judges 14, the verse number 6 to 9. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he rent him as he would have rent a kid. He was talking about a young lion. He was going to marry, and then a young lion confronted Samson. And then, you know, when we talk about a young lion, in the animal kingdom, the young lion is the strongest. Confronted Samson wanted to eat something and something 
according to the Bible, he rent him. Rent him, that's what he or so just like that and it was by the mighty hand of the, the lord the Bible said the spirit of the lord came upon him and then he went down and talked with the woman and she and she pleaded something well and after a time he returned to take her and he turned aside to see the carcass of the of the lion now watch this he returned to see the carcass of the lion and behold there was a swarm of bees and only in the carcass of the lion and he took thereof in his hands and went on eating and came to his father and mother and he gave them and they did they, they did eat but he told not them that he had taken the only out of the carcass of the lion there are many messages that come from the pulpit which are the experiences of the men of god but they never tell you where it is coming from. But this is what Samson said. And he said unto them, Out of the eater came something to eat, and out of the strong came something sweet. And three days they could not solve the riddle. Out of the eater came something to eat. This was a carcass. This was a mess. But there came something sweet. There came something sweet. Beloved, if you're a wise person, Sometimes some people can go into a meeting and or you or you hear a story of a man of God and you are you're like hey ah oh ah hey ah you'll be very surprised. I have about 55 minutes of communication on my phone that I received just three days ago about certain men of God and certain things they have done. And I was like, wow. But when I sat back and I thought about it, I realized that God is communicating wisdom to me. I don't have to be surprised about them, I must be careful of myself. I must be careful of myself. Then I asked myself a question. I said, hey, if this my brother could know all the weakness of this man of God, who knows my weakness and is talking about it somewhere? <laughs> so you don't need to be happy. Beloved, don't write out your, mistake, your mistakes. It can be a message. That mess, it, it, it can be a mess, a, a message. It can be a message. When Joanne rose up, Prophet Joanne Prophet rose up. She rose up in the strength of her mess. Her message was from her mess. Her first book was no more shit. What was that? The conference, the pretense, the situation she went through was the message. And she was everywhere. She was everywhere. She could see 10,000 women at a go. hallelujah praise the lord number seven what is that thing that breaks your heart the burden so you look through you realize that we've spoken about what the mess the passion the mess and the burden the burden your experience or your mess the burden what is that burden that breaks your heart or what is that lack that cries up to you? You want to know your calling? What is that burden that breaks your heart? And what is that lack that cries up to you? I'm sure I'm still within time, isn't it? Am I still within time? Very good. I've, I have five minutes more, isn't it? But the singers use my, my time too. 
Or you didn't see it? You saw it. So you look at me some. You dash me some more time. Okay. <laughs> when they were singing, I want to see the faces of the singer. Make sure you don't sleep. Because when you were singing, I didn't sleep. Mm-hmm. What is that thing that breaks your heart? And what is that thing that, that lack that cries up to you? I cannot stand the fact that Kingdom Mystery Center does not have a temple. It cries up to me. So even what I have to put in my mouth and serve the table in the house of my heart, I mean, my, I mean in my, to my family, I also want to commit it to the cause of the Lord. Nehemiah chapter 1, the verse number 1. Downward. Look at what it says. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakalia, and it came to pass in the month of Kislo, in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan, the palace, that Hanani, Hanani, one of my brethren, came and certain men from Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. When he asked them what happened and they said unto me the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach the wall of jerusalem also is broken down and the gates thereof are burned with fire and it came to pass when i heard these words i sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before god the god of heaven and said i beseech thee o lord of heaven the great and terrible god that keepeth covenant mercy from them that love him and observe his commandment now you see that when nehemiah heard this his heart this was a servant in the palace in captivity but when he heard this because the time for his calling was up god sent somebody to the palace to go and greet him his brother and then something sparked up now I say when it is your season everything will work to your favor when Nehemiah caught the spirit do you know what happened he went back to the king and told the king this is what is happening I want to go blah 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 the king granted it now it is not right for a cupbearer to have a sorrowful face in the palace you will be killed but Nehemiah cried in the palace and the king rather came to find out what is wrong with you and Nehemiah said that the walls of my my hometown is in rain and the gates are there he said so what do you want to do he said i want to go and build he said what do you want he said i want wood i want this i want this i want this the king signed it he said go and call them and go if it's your season all things will work together for your good don't be afraid what is the burden and what is that thing that is crying up to you the same thing happened in the life of esther when look at Esther chapter 2, the verse number 5 to 17. He said, in fact, from, from 4, 13, 4, the verse 13 to 14. He said, the Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, do not think yourself that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise from the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. And who are, and and who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Oyohima isanse eyefre ohima yenedi eyefre onyankupo ni musebri biba amani biba ohia obi ewa hivio enuti na uti si si uma huye fe mo hine fallima o 
that means that when it is your time to speak to operate your call and you fail you have failed a generation you have failed a generation some of you are just carrying the prophecy in your ears i have been called as a prophet and i'm, I'm, I'm a prophetess all you know is that you are, some of you your notebook is carrying it what have you done about it what have you done about it when Nehemiah heard it he fasted he prayed what have you done maybe i have to end here isn't it like many of you are sleeping i want you to i don't want to add more i want you to just go and think about it but take this last one with you consider your gifts and talents i said do what consider your gifts and talent we understood in the morning that at birth you receive what and at salvation you receive what and we know that gifts are connected to callings for the call of god upon your life he engraced you he graced you with what gifts so you can study your gift and know that okay fine the lord wants me to do this now if you have a cutlass what do you think he wants his telling to do david we don't use cutlass to drink tea do you use do tea that's why he asked me that will i be a pastor i said you'll be a what What are you able to do, baby? What is that gift? What's that talent you carry? When you study that, when you study it, you can, it can tell you. No. Because when you study your talent and your gift, you can know this, this is my area. This is my area. And you see, one thing about the call of God is that we grow in it. We grow to become the real call upon our lives. As you are growing, realize that oh, this, oh, this, oh, this. God will come to you at a certain point and tell you, now I want you to do this. Now I want you to do this. Now I want you to come here. Now I want... He anointed David three times before he, en- he ascended the throne. <laughs> I got to the office one day and I called my secretary. I said, I now know you. You, you have the gift of hospitality. It's upon you. It's so clear. Many a times I tried to stop her. Even today I was there. I said, hey, your matter has come. Your matter has come. I, I said, I hope you are not missing the meeting. I hope you are not missing. Because she's, she's ready. She's ready to pay any price to let everybody be comfortable. Even at her expense. And sometimes I even, I even get worried. Why do I get worried? I get worried because it's not my gift. But she, she doesn't get worried. Doesn't get worried. Sad. Her own is a stream. A grace. A gift. A year. So if in the ocean department, it comes upon they leave it for you. I just here. Um, every day she's the one sweeping, 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 sweeping. She's not complaining. You, you, you come and sweep one. And you, come, you, you go to meet and say, yeah, let me do a timetable. But when I be praying, control a timetable. Go be and pray. Yeah. <laughs> what a blessing. Can I give you hope? 
Okay, so this is the hope. When I close it there, you know that we are closing, isn't it? again <laughs> but we are about to pray one hour are you aware yeah are we not praying he's a prayer man so if he says no then i came to share Charlie, be on your feet those of you outside come inside everybody come inside let's pray a little about the call of god upon our lives let's pray oh come on come on don't feel lazy don't feel lazy don't feel lazy.
Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. We are thanking God. Sada da ba da ba dos. Yede de 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 bosata. Ipaliya katanteliya tata. Sada da ba da ba da ba. Just lift up your voice. Just lift up your voice. Let the heavens hear your voice. Let the heavens hear your voice. Let the heavens hear your voice. For such a day and a time has been ordained by God, has been predestined by God, that you and I will be gathered here upon this mountain to encounter the Lord, to have experience with the Lord. Come on, it's a great privilege. Lift up your voice and thank God. In the name of Jesus, he said, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the God according to his purpose. Beloved, lift up your voice and say, God, I thank you. I thank you that all things are working together. All things are synergizing hey, for my good in the name of Jesus. Sada da madon sate rapanta taviyata iapayata tosiyata ayanteni dibikapa. Beloved, lift up your voice in prayer tonight. Lift up your voice in prayer tonight. The Lord is here. The Lord is here. The Lord is here. Let us not miss the visitations of the Lord. Tonight, tonight, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. 
Lift up your voice, beloved. Lift up your voice in prayer. We are thanking God. We are thanking God. We are thanking God. We are thanking God. Ascend, ascend, ascend. Come up, hitter. Come up, hitter. Come up, hitter. Come up, hitter. Sadadabadabadaba. Rekatatatata. Lord, Lord, lift up your voice and give glory to God. For it is God that is working in you. That it is God that is working in you. It said that God is working in you. And all things are working together for your good. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for every experience, for every encounter, for the burdens he has laid. Upon our hearts, for it is surely for a time as this, for a moment as this, the visitations of the Lord, Rapa ba 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 panda da da ba da pa, peli ya pampa ya pa, sibra da ba da ba da 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 pa, ipanda da da ba da pa, ipanda da ba da ba da pa, sibra da ba da ba da pa, rapa ta 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 ta, eh 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 Lift up your voice, beloved. Lift up your voice, beloved. Zoom into the spirit. Zoom into the spirit. The Lord is among us. The Lord worketh among us. Lift up your voice, beloved. Beloved, building up your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Pandada <laughs> 
Ah, ah. Lift up your voice. 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 Tonight is a nighter. Tonight is a nighter. It is a redefining nighter. It is a nighter where the Lord is touching. The Lord is touching you. The Lord is touching you. The Lord is touching you. He is stirring you up. He is stirring you up. For that which he has predestined, preordained, even before you are found. Hey, you cannot afford to be sluggish tonight. Lift up your voice. Rekatatatata. Sibra da badapa. Ipan tatatata. Iapa. 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 Panda da da pa. Panda da da pa. Peliapa. 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 Sada da 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 pa. Sada da 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 pa. Lebla da 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 pa. Ipana da da pa. Rapatatata. Ia da 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 pa. Ia da 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 pa. Ipaliapa. 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 Rapatataya. Ipa pa pa pa. Sada da 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 pa. Sada da 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 pa. Ipana da 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 pa. Sibra da 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 pa. Ia da 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 pa. Ipana da 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 pa. Lebra da 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 pa. Lebra da 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 pa. Lebra da 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 pa. Sibra da 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 pa. Sibra da 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 pa. Rapam da 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 pa. Lebra da 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 pa. Sibra da 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 pa. Ipaliapam da 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 pa. Lebra da 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 pa. Sibra da 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 pa. Ipana da 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 pa. Ipana da 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 pa. Ipana da 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 pa. Aya, 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 aya. Paya, paya, paye, paya, paye, aya, 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 panda da da pa, panda da da pa, sibra da 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 pa, sibra da 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 pa, lebra da 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 pa, panda da da pa, sibra da da pa, sibra da da pa, paliya paya, paliya paya, paliya paya, paliya paya, paliya paya, paliya paya, paliya paya. Ya 
The Lord is giving you clarity. 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 Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. You are saying, Oh Lord, open my eyes and understand it to know what you have ordained me for. To know what you have called me for. You are lifting your voice. Say, Oh God, open my eyes, open my understanding to know that which you have called me for. That is your prayer tonight. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Sadanamanapa. 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 And grant me understanding to know that which you have called me for. That is your prayer tonight. That is your prayer tonight. The Lord is giving you clarity tonight. Lift up your voice, beloved. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. your next encounter is just a prayer away. Your next encounter is just a prayer away. Can you be a little intense? Can you be a little intentional? Can you be a little desperate to know the mind of God? To know that the Lord has called you for. Father, we pray for clarity. Lord, we pray for clarity. The Lord is 
it in you tonight. Lord is visiting you right now. Lift up your voice. Show some desperation. Show some hunger. Show some intensity. Don't be passing about these things. Don't be sluggish about these things. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. You are telling the Lord that you not live the same until there is a visitation, until there is a visitation, until there is an encounter. Jesus. Praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Amen. Beloved, you want to pray. Are you here? No, are you here? See, I don't know what you are doing to yourself right now. But please, be serious. Be serious. I say be what? Yes, be serious. Be intense. Be hungry. Hallelujah. Now, as we're praying, there is one thing that the Lord wants to be doing. The Lord was speaking to me concerning a dormancy of our dreams and visions. Now, you see, when our father, the apostle, was ministering the word to us, he kept on giving us series of dreams and visions. I'm telling you, they are one of the things that will shape up and cause you to see clearly so long as the call of God that is upon your life is concerned hallelujah and he has made us understand these things vividly tonight I want you to take this prayer very seriously God is here in our midst I'm telling you what is left is how you will position yourself and your poster of prayer how intense and hungry you are desperate and ready for him that is what will determine the kind of encounter you have with God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There are some of us, our, the realm of our dreams and visions has become dormant over a long period of time. Hallelujah. It has become very dormant. But tonight, as we lift up our voice in prayer, this is what the Lord is saying. That yet again he is stirring up every dormant visions and dreams in the realms of dreams and visions, every dormancy in the life of believers, as many as are gathered in this place tonight, as you lift up your voice in prayer. Hey! There is a rejuvenation, there is a rekindling of every dormant dreams and vision life of every particular believer. If you are here, you want to say that, oh God, every vision and every dream that has become dormant in my life over a period of time, as I lift up my voice in prayer, Lord, oh God, let it be rekindled. I stare it up again by prayer and by the fire of God. Lift up your voice, beloved. Oh, Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. That dimension. That dimension of dreams and visions. It has been dormant for a long period. But tonight, the Lord is visiting you again. The Lord is visiting you again. The Lord is visiting you again. Unusual encounters in dreams, visions and trances. It has been dead for too long a time. The Lord is visiting you again. Sadadabadaba. Lift up your voice, beloved. Lift up your voice, beloved. I cannot feel a people desperate. I cannot feel a people desperate. Lift up your voice in prayer. Lift up your voice in prayer. 
What a great privilege to pray. What a great time to pray. It can never be any time than now. Come on, come on. Shadadabadaba. Fresh visions. Dreams are coming to you. In the name of Jesus. It will redefine the call of God over your life. Come on, lift up your voice. Shadadabadaba. The hand of God is coming mightily upon you. Every dormancy it is being kicked back to life in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your voice in prayer. Let every Thomas let it be let it be stabbed up to life. Shada da ba da ba, zebra da ba da ba da ba, ikele lebe lebe lebe, zebra da ba da ba da ba, kada da ba da ba da ba, dreams, it is being activated again. Shada da ba da ba, by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of the Holy Ghost, fresh visions. Your dream life is being activated. It is being rekindled again. In the name of Jesus. The Lord is anointing your eyes with eyes sound. Your eyes are being opened. You begin to see. You begin to see by spectacular revelations. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
one thing that our daddy said he said that your secret dealings is what proves your public victories hallelujah praise the lord are you here somebody are you here and one of the things that he has made us understand today is that the lord will only send men or people who have been with him amen praise the lord praise the living god men who have been with him men that are hungry for his presence men that want to stay under his feet men that want to sup of god men that want to know the intent of god men that want to know what god has planned and predestined them for and he said that this can only be possible when men begin to stir up a certain hunger for the presence of the lord hallelujah oh hallelujah praise the living god you want to lift up another voice in prayer and you are saying that oh lord say that oh lord stir up a hunger stir up a hunger within me for your presence stir up a hunger within me stir up a hunger within me for your presence even in the name of jesus say as i lift up my voice and as i pray tonight spirit of god let there be a stirring up let there be a stirring up a hunger an intensity a desperation for your presence in the name of jesus beloved lift up your voice in prayer come on come on come on come on lift up your voice it is the last prayer you are lifting up tonight come on come on come on an intense hunger an intense hunger an intense hunger for the presence of the Lord in the name of Jesus Come on, lift up your voice. Beloved, lift up your voice. Beloved, lift up your voice. Beloved, lift up your voice. In the name of Jesus, a stirring up, a hunger for the presence of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. You are descending this mountain filled with the hunger, filled with the intensity, filled with the desperation to be with the Lord, to stay in the presence of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Sada daba daba daba. Ipande lele lele bosa. Katele lele lele bosa. Ipada daba daba daba. 
Lord, we are hungry. Lord, we are desperate to dwell in your presence, to be with you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, lift up your right hand to the heavens and just begin to thank God. The Bible said that for it is Him who worketh in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure both to will and to do of his good pleasure so that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly and above all we can ask or think of thank god for answered prayer and even the many more things that he is going to reveal the many more things that he is going to do so long as your call is concerned just thank god for divine settlement just thank god for clarity just thank god in the name of jesus you are lifting up your voice and you are thanking the lord you are lifting up your voice and you are thanking the lord in the name of jesus lord we thank you lord we thank you for we know that you who has begun a good work in us you will take it to an expected end because he said that for you alone know what the plans and the thoughts you have for us we believe in you lord and we trust you O lord to take us as far as you want to according to your plan and your purpose for our lives so we say thank you for tonight thank you for stirring us up O god Thank you for clarity, O oh Lord. Thank you for rekindling our dreams and visions that has been dormant for years, for months, for days. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, have we prayed. And all believers will shout a big amen. for listening if you enjoyed the podcast you can subscribe you can share with your friends take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at kmc worldwide for more information visit kmcworldwide.org thanks again for listening god bless you